And our special guest, Rada Herring. Hey, everybody. We are so lucky to have Rada Herring with uh, Watermark Realty here. And this is a very special show for us because the concept of the Martini Meeting and us all getting together as women business people and leaders came together through the three of us having lunch after the Ice Awards, which led to massages, champagne, and martinis. <laughs> I was going to say, the only difference is we had champagne, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will reiterate that story that we told about how I ordered us glasses and, and it was rather like horror. Where's, where's the bottle? I mean, there's three of us and we're just going to have <laughs> one glass of champagne. And we were celebrating uh, a very special you know, nomination for Gina and I, but we are also s celebrating Rada winning the ICE Award, and we were very proud of our good friend Rada for that, so it was a great day, so much fun. I know. It's annual tradition now, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we call it MICE. Monday, Monday, Monday after, after ICE. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Next year, one of you girls. So if there are any spas listening right now, we who would like to sponsor us. Who would like to sponsor the Martini Meeting uh, co-host and VIP guests for that, we would <laughs> love to hear from you, or TGI Fridays. Again, <laughs> I will go for the plug. We're looking for sponsors of that wonderful Pink Punk Martini we want that mm. back. Yes, I know. I almost brought you some cotton candy, but I decided to bring my lemon martini instead. No, we're very yes. excited about yours because every week we have a different martini. Okay. So we're very excited about that. Um, and Rada was a trooper. As our guest, she brought the martinis. <laughs> and so would you like to tell us a little bit about the very special martini you made for us today, Rada? Yes, ladies. Um, this is my French summer lemon martini Ooh. when we went to France we saw my hu hubby and I went to France we people were drinking this but we didn't really drink any because you know the euro to the dollar thing it was like twenty dollars so we didn't get one but then we went skiing last year and someone brought it and the best part of this martini is it's two items only simple yeah we're all about that yeah. here and what are the two items Canton liquor it's like this French liquor. You can't even buy it in Myrtle It's a very Beach. fancy bottle. It's, it's French very fancy. ginger liqueur. Yeah, it's French ginger liqueur and sparkling lemonade. Ooh. That's it. So it's perfect for, um, you know, lazy people like me. <laughs> or, as Eileen and I like to say, efficient. Yes. Efficiency. Efficiency. Very busy. Yeah, very busy people. We don't have time. Well, I like to get crazy and over the top, which is not efficient. Have you met Gina? No. <laughs> Gina, crazy over the top? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. I do love the other d the other week when Eileen brought in the box of martinis. Mm. We were Mar talking about time martinis management. What's that? What's the box of martinis? It was a martini in a box already mixed together. It was apple teenies. Where I had no time to mix things together. Where did you buy that? At the um, ABC liquor store in uh -huh. 501. <laughs> 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 and they would be a great sponsor. Yes. Yes. But she was very nice. I said, I have two minutes to pick out a martini. She's like, box, bottom shelf. And That's it was good. It was good. Okay. It wasn't as strong as mine the week before, though. Go figure. Yeah. I mean, even the box wines. I mean, they're, they've come a long way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to buy those bottles and drink, you know, three, fours and leave it in the fridge. Just buy the box. Good to buy go. the box. And, and you heard it here from Rada Herring. This is her, <laughs> this is her uh, <laughs> suggestion and talk of, on the martini meeting for this week. Um, we have other things to get to. Gina, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the chat. I love our listeners because we have such great listenership. And they get on the chat. They don't call because they're probably afraid of us. But they do <sighs> chat. And already we're getting complaints about where's the video stream. Oh. Was that Blakely? It was actually Blakely who's complaining. But Blakely's just complaining because we always make Shannon Camp the most important listener. <laughs> the Shannon the Camp? The Shannon Camp, yeah. So, um, no, we but know that we promised you video. Um, I think we're having some technical difficulties. Although it looks like Dustin's trying to put something together. <laughs> and other people want us to draw pictures. Blakely's saying, boo. <laughs> and Shannon's like, be sure Gina's Oops. hair looks fabulous on those sticks. Oh, we're going to draw pictures of us. Oh, dear. We're going to broadcast drawings. What? <laughs> Huh? Instead of video, we're going to put up stick figures. Oh, good. Because that's all, like about I all I can draw. Like yeah. I say, listeners, that was Gina. That was <laughs> Gina who said that. So anyway, one of my flavors, and I'm sorry, I'm chewing on these lemon-rolled wafer things and, and that you ladies, Rada this, brought this to go with the martini, which is fabulous. <laughs> I'm sorry right now. I, as, as entertaining as the lemon-rolled wafers are, a one Blakely Jenkins just wrote, if I make you a shark's tooth necklace, will you wear it on air? Oh, dear. Blakely has a, a passion, if you will, for, for going out in the morning and finding a shark's tooth. Did you know that, Rada? No, I did not know that about it's her. It's the skill. Or whenever there's a low tide, yeah. which is the, the secret. Did you read your blog yesterday? 
No, I don't have time to read blogs. Oh, please. Well, Blakely's <laughs> is rather addicting, <laughs> as I said last week before I got shut out. But, um, yes, there's a, an interesting blog read that Blakely has about her shark's teeth oh. and the secrets to finding them. And it was very interesting because I was actually at the chamber before this, the Myrtle Beach Chamber of Commerce, and I was talking with Blakely about her shark's tooth hunting skill. Mm-hmm. And Diana said that she also does not have this skill but would want Blakely. So I think Blakely might be on to a little business here, maybe a little yeah, maybe shark's tooth hunting, finding. Definitely a field trip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we definitely need to go out there. But, you know, you have to live by the tides if you live in Myrtle Beach anyway. I'm sure Blakely could yeah. tell us a little more about that. But well, you um, know, if she decides to start a business, you know, do sharks like maybe sharks, us, sharks to the adventures maybe then we would love to have her on the show as a guest and she could talk about being in in small business and starting her own business otherwise or we had a nice idea from Shannon Camp for this business. Um, I think you should make tiaras with <laughs> sharks teeth for them and I I couldn't applaud that effort more. I would like to see that Blakely. But, you know, Blakely could. I mean, she doesn't necessarily need to just do the whole... Uh, it's a business on its own, okay? Like, top ten things you can do for free in Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. right? Where everyone's on a budget. They'd so have to pay her so it wouldn't be totally free, but she right. could be the Shark Tooth tour guide. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, the it'd entertainment on that alone. It'd be very economical. She could just go out there and teach some classes, and then... Oh, she I says I she'll I charge I five bucks. We just need to meet her at low tide. <laughs> <laughs> she already has a price on that. That's my girl. Is, is there a particular part of the beach that's better than the other for shark's teeth? Blakely, um, is there a better place on the beach to look for <laughs> shark's teeth? Please chat that in. It's like sand dollars, for instance. Pretty tough to find sand dollars here because of the way our beach is structured. Oh. Uh-huh. So you have to go up to the North Carolina, South Carolina mm-hmm. coast to get those, at low tide, of course. Well, um, Blakely says, Rada, you can't learn this in one shot. <laughs> Michael Jordan did not become <laughs> wonderful overnight. I guess she thinks she's the Michael Jordan of well, sharks too. I, I would be committed to a six-part series, oh, wow. <laughs> just so I could like learn how to do this. Perhaps that's how the how Blake. Would you want better. martinis with your oh sharks too? Hunting, uh, given. All right, we'll ask Blake what that does to the price of her new business. Well, what if we talking. could just bring our own and she could lead the tour? I mean, I know you girls would do it. It'd be fun. Well, in all seriousness, we joke, but you know, this is how this is how things happen. We come up with ideas when we sit around and drink and brainstorm. And Dawn, who's listening, says that would be a real great business. I mean, we are in a tourist destination. She could actually create a business out of shark tooth hunting. I think. Well, I tell you, when my previous career was working for a company that did activities in different resorts, and that was one of our activities in the morning. Are you Mm -hmm. serious? Yeah, we would go for shark tooth walks and the guests from the various hotels who would meet us down on the mm-hmm. beach and walk for these. Now, I don't think we charge $5, but, you know, hey, Blakely's got a... got no, a but they have, like, when, when <laughs> Make we Make a go, living here. <laughs> I mean, when, when we go and we show these condominiums, when I show clients condominiums and the, the big ones that have the little kitty venture, you know, the parents drop the kids off and it's activities all Activities programs. One of the activities is seashell hunting, Same. right? Yeah. Sandcastle building. I mean, all oh, of Oh, you're speaking my language. I that know. was my world for 10 years, huh? See? So I think we could incorporate that in there somewhere. Very, very interesting with where this could go because look at the three of us and how crazy (laughs) ideas have started. You know, Gina tells us funny happens, businesses happen. Blakely, keep us posted on how this goes and uh, (laughs) let me know what your boss says about uh, (laughs) you needing to come in a little hour late because you're running a shark's tooth hunting business on the side. And um, it appears that her boss is on the chat line, so... Uh That means she's listening. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Good. Well, she's just adding to the cultural possibilities. And she's a part of the Myrtle Beach Area Chamber of Commerce, you know, valuable resource to all of our tourists and locals alike. So it's just another level of service they could provide. And and while you mention the Myrtle Beach Chamber of Commerce, I mean, that's a great segue into one of my flavors of the week, which is the importance of networking to build your business. And the three of us are extremely active in the chamber. And I think that's Mm -hmm. um, something that we could leap off on and talking about the importance of growing your business through who you know. And and it's a good chamber, too. I've been a member of different chambers, Atlanta, Raleigh, and Delaware. And it's I've just never seen any anybody that gives the level of 
programs and services, but if you're not going to go out there and do all that stuff, you're not going to benefit. And I think that's a huge tip to our our listeners, especially our fellow women who are entrepreneurs and and business people, is it really is who you know. And if you're not a member of the chamber, that needs to be a step you take just to Mm -hmm. get involved, submerge in our community, get to know other people, other business leaders. It's it's a huge, huge network and and a huge amount of resources. So there was our plug. Are are both of you all going to the after hours after this? Uh-huh. I can't. <laughs> I want to know if all y'all are coming to Cougars, Kittens, and Beach Bunnies tonight in Uptown by Caroline Improv Company. And I want to know if you're coming to our book study <laughs> at Barnes & Noble from 6 to 7.30, where we will be discussing the book, How the Mighty Fall by Jim Collins, a speaker at the summit this year. And I Can you tell we all have things going on to tonight? Attend, but if anybody <laughs> would like to go to Kingston Plantation with me to take some pictures of some property, you're welcome to join me. See, we offer fun events, business tips, and martini recipes here at the Martini Meeting on Zeus Radio. How much more can we fit in in one hour? I tell you. Well, the the chamber networking is over like by seven, depending yeah. on how much you drink. Well, I think they catch you off at 7 and throw you out. <laughs> In theory. Yeah. 7 drinks or 7 p.m.? Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure what time 7 a.m. <laughs> well, it depends. And then you can come over to Uptown. I might be able to stop by after Kingston. Mm. Okay, i got to go up there first. Hmm. I got her. You don't. <laughs> it does become a competition here. Who it gets does. Rada? <laughs> where's, the, where's, the, where's your event? It is at Barnes & Noble at Market Common. Mm-hmm. And we are what time is that? six to seven thirty. Mm, no can do. All right, shot down. <laughs> but that's okay. For the rest of you who are in the Myrtle Beach area and would like to join our book study tonight on How the Mighty Fall by Jim Collins, an amazing business book. If mm-hmm. you have not read it, it's a follow-up to Good to Great, and he takes um, five points to make it. It's, it's really, really good. If you haven't, I read the whole book. Total three and a half, four hours. It's like, is this the organ, like a book club you belong to, like a business book club? It is actually part of Christ United Methodist Church's leadership development ministry. Gotcha. So this is something that we're offering to our congregation, to the church staff, to other people in our community to read books that are business-minded, mm-hmm. but in a Christ-centered focus group that we can kind of study and learn from whatever author we're doing. This book, then we're going to be doing Daniel Pink, draw, um, the book Drive. It's on intrinsic motivation. He was a mm-hmm. White House uh, speechwriter and is an amazing, amazing speaker and author. So we're actually going to read that book next, and I think that's September or so. See, I think you have to do that though like if you if you're in business or you're busy all the time like I know I don't know about you girls but I don't read anymore I used I to read I lean's good at that yeah I used to read at least one book a month you know either mm-hmm. fiction or business and now I just don't have any time to read mm-hmm. so I feel like I need to join one of those to make me read the book and right. have it done by a certain and time. if you do like one a season you know one a quarter one book you're fine I, I know I, I, I try to read one a month. That's usually my, my goal. I'm reading this, and then next I'm reading E-Myth. Hmm. It's a book on entrepreneurs. Oh, that's another one I want to read. And then uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, because I'm doing that for a training group. So a lot of what I do for a living, I have to read. Right. That's my yeah. research. That's, right. you know, I've heard that expression, leaders are readers. <laughs> <laughs> that also comes from someone who uh, has a mom for a librarian. So. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, we got to take a break. So uh, when we come back, we'll pick up on more networking and reading and plugging all of our businesses. And our guest, Rada Herring. Rada Herring. We'll be back in a minute. Shake it up, shake it up. Yeah. Uh, we're here in the studio. Uh, I'm Gina. Eileen Rod is our guest. And we also just had a, um, a guest stop in. He's actually a, uh, he's our guest bartender. We were talking last week about wanting a, mar- a bartender, a man, to just serve us. Yeah. <laughs> we thought it would be nice in, to have a... In any way possible. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Dale Viverito here to uh, bring another martini. <laughs> Um, I will be asking for a ride home. <laughs> Me too. Dale's the executive director of the Myrtle Beach Performing Arts Center. Center, which was formerly known as the Rivoli Performing Arts Center, which just went through a name change. It's not built yet, but we're trying to raise money to, to build that Performing Arts Center. So Exciting. So, Dale, thank you so much for coming and bringing us a special martini. We're going to have to down these current martinis so that we can get to the new martinis. It's a good thing the video isn't on today. As they see Gina chugging it, it back. Looks, it kind of looks like a bar in here. Okay, who gets, who gets the first pomegranate martini? Rada. No. Rada's the guest. 
right. Yay. So we do practice manners and uh, etiquette here. Yes, we do. Well, <laughs> well at least I mean those. How it is. How is it? Wow. And wow yeah. means what? That is strong, good and strong. Good. Oh, good oh, and strong. Yeah. Ooh, garnish. garnish. That's Thank how you. Italians do it. Again, <laughs> that was Gina. <laughs> that was Gina. Do I embarrass you? Okay, that was you? not Dale, who's the other guy <laughs> in the room. Do I embarrass you, Eileen? No, I have fun with you always, Gina. It's just some of the comments I just always Would have to make like sure that it's this <laughs> strong and good. Mm, Let's see. Just, All right, check it out. We're like Did passing the chalice. That's great. Yep. Oh, my. I know. Oh, good and strong. I, I hope our listeners are making a drink wow. for themselves, yeah, even I if it's so. just a iced tea or something. That's strong, but it's, it's strong, even but it's, it's really good. Unsweetened iced tea. So okay. we're so we're back, um, and we have Rada here with Watermark Real Estate Group, and you okay, Eileen? Okay, That's strong. And we were talking about the importance of networking, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, building your own personal board of directors, which is something that um, Eileen would like to, to talk oh, about. But, uh, Rada, a little bit about you, if you could tell us about you and your business, even though we know you, not everybody else does, but we are all kind of young business owners as far as starting our businesses. Dale's, Dale, you're fitting in. We, we make a mess every time, I'm every week. Up. <laughs> My mother taught me well. See, that's what we wanted, a guy who could clean up <laughs> after us. Doesn't every and woman want that? And who leaves before 6 a.m. But I'm bunch. Well, first of all, I'm so glad you refer to all of us as young. Yeah. I like that. We are. Well, you are. I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an impartial witness. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I am a broker owner of Watermark Real Estate Group, and I actually started my company just a couple of years ago, yes, in the worst economic recession that America has seen. Amen. Um, but it actually has created a lot of good habits for, for me and my team because we never got spoiled with, uh, for those of you guys who paid attention to all the stuff going on during 2004 and seven. basically real estate was booming, not just in Myrtle Beach, but all over the U.S. And so we never really, unfortunately, Unfortunately, didn't get to enjoy all of that period, but um, from that, we never got any bad habits either. So we're used to pretty much working like most business owners out there. You know, you know, it, you, it takes 14, 15, 16, 20 hours a day. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I often ask Eileen when she sleeps, and I know Gina doesn't sleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess my biggest thing about real estate is I feel like I finally found my place. You know, I worked 10 years in corporate America in sales and the telecom industry, and it was awesome experience. You know, you learn a lot of professional skills. But here, it's like selling real estate and being with clients and picking who you work with and picking who you don't work with. and <laughs> Sometimes, which is even more important. I know. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. And I'm a big proponent of people buying investment real estate. You have no idea. It's one of the very few tax shelters we have left. So... And now with the prices so low, I have a lot of first-time 20-something, 20-somethings out there. It's time to shop because <laughs> the prices are lower than rent. What give give us some some ideas of what's out there, at least well, in the Myrtle Beach area. All right, in Myrtle Beach, I've got um, you can buy a little two-bedroom condominium, say in Surfside. Foreclosures, foreclosures, of course, the hottest part of the market right now as far as low price. You can buy something like that for fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Okay, you get a mortgage on that. All right. You are paying with taxes, your mortgage, and your expenses less than you would be paying on rent. So now you've got a two-bedroom, so now you've got the roommate with you if you want to even save more money, so it's awesome. So that's, that's great for a first-time home buyer because the prices are now, you know, affordable. And for the investor, I mean, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I think Myrtle Beach is the finest place you can vacation. So therefore, I think it's the finest place you can buy an investment property. So, how are you doing over here, Bill? Dropping my lid. I'm sorry, putting my lid over what you're saying. I'm just I'm going to have a lid right out and buy a house no, this guess, afternoon. You should. You should. But before I'm you thinking about it, actually. Yeah, you, you should. You should at least start sh thinking about it or shop and or I've something. Been, I've been shopping. Yes. And, and, oh my goodness, what's going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, 
and then investment property. For those of you who are listening outside of our marketplace, there's nothing better than buying in a place you already visit because then great you're, point, great point. Then Absolutely. you're when you come to check on your property, aka your vacation, all that's deductible. So yeah. oh, you're so smart. Those, those are the buyers that are buying right now. The people who come in, they're going to hang on to that investment for 10, 15 years, sell it later, maybe pay their kids college tuition. Um, but it's a perfect time because the prices are lower than they were in some cases in the 90s, pre-boom. You can't. I mean, it's a great time to invest. So mostly, what we've been seeing is buyers. And what what motivated you to go from corporate America to? I mean, I think we've, we've, big risks. we've all been in corporate America. Yeah. We, I, too, started in, in a horrible time to start a business. Well, in some yeah. people's opinion. In my opinion, I thought it was the best time to start a business. Yeah. But what, what inspired you, motivated you to, to do what you're doing and leave that corporate world? Well, I mean, I, the corporate world was great when I first started, but towards the end, everyone knows when the I worked in telecom, so with the dot com bust, oh yeah, um, everything went crazy because now you got one person doing the work of five people because corporate America was laying off so many people at record numbers, so it became just really like a like a pressure cooker. A lot of and I was in sales, so the pressure cooker was even higher. But I was always in love with real estate. My first uh, when I bought my first piece of investment property, it was a little triplex. And I lived in the upstairs, and I rented the two downstairs units, and they were paying my mortgage. And I thought, hmm, this is this works pretty well for me. Now I'm understanding why people do this because your tenants are paying your mortgage. You're living free and clear, so every penny you're making from your corporate job is is yours to save. So I'm like, hmm, I just need a few of these. And then it just kind of cycled, you know. Um, then I started looking for properties for a handful of clients in different parts of the market when the market was booming. And then it just it just kind of happened, which I love about my business. And I know Regina and I, we always talk about this, how it happens organically. Like, it just kind of happens. There's no force. You mm-hmm. know, a few people wanted to join my team. And then we just started putting a lot of money into marketing. And then it just sort of happened organically which is the best because then you're not hitting your head against the wall. And one of my questions to you on that, sometimes I feel like, wow, did I just find like a, a lucky horseshoe or a four-leaf clo- clo- clover because it feels like it's so organic that things like good things are constantly coming my way? I, I think so. I mean, I think that good things happen and bad. I mean, I think good things happen to lots and lots of people. But if you aren't paying attention, you don't notice them. I don't think you notice. You know how when you meet somebody, like from our networking, like we were talking about, you meet somebody that you would have never met otherwise because you're at an event that you know you maybe wouldn't have gone to, and then you're like, okay, why? Why has this person crossed my path? Mm-hmm. And then you see him over and over. You're like, okay, there's, there's a, a reason. There's a reason this person keeps right. showing up, and so I don't fight it anymore. And I think luck is a big a big part of it. And if you say that it it's is, not yeah. luck, you're living in denial. And that's a big thing that they. Um, Jim Collins talks about in Good to Great. He talks about when he went through all the leaders of the companies that made it, Mm -hmm. those leaders credited some of their success to pure luck. Absolutely. I I hate when people say, well, I mean, that they don't believe in luck, that it's all you. It's not because it's luck. It's luck that if you bought a piece of property and you sold it at the height of the market and then the market tanked, that's luck. luck. That is luck. Okay. And then (laughs) that's (laughs) luck. You know. Sure. And then sometimes, you know, anything can happen, Mm -hmm. you know. And we. We don't choose who we're born to, where we live, where we're, mm-hmm. where we're you know, that's luck. And you got to think, from meeting people, from luck comes blessings. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that I got to know you two and have now am very blessed to call you my friends, I think it's it's amazing when you network and meet people and mm-hmm. then go, what more does this person have? And what more can I find out about them, learn from them? And you can't just go to one networking event. And think, I mean, oh, it didn't work. I've right. talked to so many people who yes. make that mistake. They go, oh, I went to that one event, and uh-huh. I didn't really see anyone, so I'm not going and back. And it's so clicky. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are certain organizations we hear that about, and it's yeah, and then they don't know, you know. after see after seeing you two girls like a hundred events, I'm like that's uh, that's how we became friends. We just kept seeing each other at networking events. Well, Rada, so. you were just involved in everything. That's how I got to know uh, you. Your I name mean, was involved in I'm all in those a, things, I'm and that's a how fraction I fraction of what you girls do. Oh no. Oh yeah. I disagree. I, I think I think you are, and that's why it's an interesting conversation about luck. I tend to almost disagree a little bit because mm-hmm. I think that when you put good stuff out there good stuff comes to you and I don't think that's a matter of luck but that's just my my opinion I feel like if I try to be the best person I can be to be a good citizen to be a good professional to be a good friend good things 
happen. Okay. True. True. But you know the crazies do come in your life. We okay. do know that I have a not few say crazies in my life. No, no, no. I'm saying generally. No, Tina. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but you both know there are some people that don't like Why are you unfolding the list if you're no. not going to say names? <laughs> well, like, I get some crazy clients sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've got a person right now, and I'm not exaggerating. Today she has sent me like 25 emails. Okay, and I have a policy. I never show real estate to someone I've never spoken to on the phone. I need to speak to you and you know see feel you yeah, out, feel you out a little bit. And I and I keep insisting that she call and she will not call me. And she keeps thinking that we're going to go out looking at real estate on Saturday. I'm like, well, we need to get on the phone and speak. 25 email messages in one day before I came. Pick here. up the phone. She won't call, so I'm not. Hmm? I can't what? deal with that. You're not going to deal with it. If she calls me, I will. She what? has to call me. I think that's a good question. Email isn't a good call. No, absolutely Come on, not. you guys are all younger than I am. I mean, no, they have to they I think to people call. forget that you can actually pick up a phone mm -hmm. and get a response from someone immediately. It, it seems to be a lost... Part. I think messages get very lost, and I've had this happen to me recently, where you put something in an email and someone reads it differently, number one. And number two, <laughs> I've had that happen actually several times. Several times. times. Um, but to build a really good relationship, you can't do it through email. You have to have a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. well, I still think if you can't see someone face to face, absolutely, I, I still prefer the phone. I've done, I, I agree, more, much more business on the phone than I've done in person. Most of the people I do business with are in New York, and I can't be in New York. Well, seeing someone eye to eye, face to face, or even voice to voice can can build mm -hmm. trust, well, and trust builds a relationship. And you, want, you can understand the communication. Yes. In human speech, there's subtlety and mm -hmm. um, all kinds of things that happen when two people talk to each other. You can learn uh, as much by what someone doesn't say as what they say Absolutely. when they're talking to you. And you can sense that if you're open to what people, you know, if you're really yeah. listening to what yeah. people are saying to you. Well, I mean, so I'm I, a big proponent of that. I mean, I understand why. I mean, I have, a, I have a firm policy that I will never contact someone by phone unless the client specifically says, hey, do you have time to talk right now or will you call me tomorrow? But I will never call a client just because I understand people People want to remain a little bit, have a little anonymity. So I get that about her. But if you want to go look at real estate on Saturday and it's Thursday, we need to have conversations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So got to have some rules to live by. I, I think it goes right back to what you said earlier, networking, relationships, who you are, who you're associating with, who you're developing the communication and relationships. Hmm. And we do an awful lot of networking. I would say that I spend most of my day hours doing something that is networking. Oh, we were supposed to go to break, weren't we? We went off on a tangent. <laughs> I just look at the clock and go, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Really. <laughs> Once again, Gina, let the clock move on. Um, I think we need to look go to a break. Look at the patient face. <laughs> Dustin is Dustin is the absolute best producer. So when we get when we get back, we if will. If he can oh, deal with you, he's the best. Amen. <laughs> amen to that. If anybody can deal with me, they're the best. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk to you in a couple minutes. Eileen, grab that martini from Dale. That's for you. Thank you, Dale. Welcome, welcome back to the martini meeting. If you do want to call us, the phone lines are open at 914-338-1186. That's 914-338-1186. Or join hearwomentalk.com and join the chat line. Um, it's real fast to do, and then you can chat with us. Thank you to all you chatters who are on the line chatting with us. The chat line. The ch you didn't tell me there'd be a chat line. Oh, there's chatting going on. That's what we're doing on the computer. But I just, I wanted to get back. This is free chat, right? Yes, I wanted to get yeah, back to the importance of, of networking, and we've got some interesting chat going on in the chat um, about the preference over phone. Um, Molly says, you know, it's easier to multitask if she's if she's on her computer sending email, and I'm all for the multitask, but as an improv instructor. Mm -hmm. And Molly has <laughs> taken my class, uh -huh. as has Eileen, as has Rada, as has no. Petra, has has many people in town. And I always <laughs> preach about really being hyper aware and building a relationship from that. And when we're sitting on a computer and we're typing an email while we're on the phone and doing three other things, 
we're not really focused on that person we don't really fully hear them we can't actively listen if we're doing five things and so i'm pretty adamant about taking the time to slow down to really focus on people to build a relationship but i have a question yeah i agree with you but i have a question sure. i've had this uh, discussion with uh, a co-worker of mine who is a female and who claims We've gotten it along, but I'd just like to hear what your take on it is, is that women as a group, as opposed to men, are much better at multitasking. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, I producer? think all three women he's, in the room. He's nodding his head yes because <laughs> he's outnumbered three to one. Yeah, Dustin, though, is a, is a multitasker by trade, though. I think, Dustin, you couldn't do your job unless you could multitask. So um, he's true. nodding his head saying yes. But I would say, on a whole, women really are that are multitaskers. I would say that, and I know for me, I'm, I'm a mom. You cannot be a mom yeah. <laughs> unless you can multitask yeah. and run a business and do all mm-hmm. that. So I think as more things get put on your plate as a woman in business, mm-hmm. whether that's a marriage, family, new ventures, new properties, you have mm-hmm. to multitask. I know, but you know, I kind of struggle with the whole multitasking thing anyway. Because uh-huh. it, you know, no, I mean, I, I, I have to do it, okay? We all have to do it. Anybody who's in business or has, e- yeah. even if you have kids, I mean, you know, women, you have 50 million things going on. But the problem with the multitasking is, going back to what Gina said, are you really, in, are you really getting the benefit out of whatever it is you're doing if you're doing four other things? Mm-hmm. Like, I went to a meeting the other day, okay? And I attend these meetings, like different board groups that I belong to and I go to these meetings because I want to learn what's you know stay on top of what's happening in our community real estate wise and people are in there on their blackberries and I'm just like now that to me is just rude well actually it's a pretty big forum it's not as if uh, so it's not like a small meeting. I'm picturing. No, no, no. It's a, it's okay. a big meeting. You've got 20, 30 people in there, and, and you're there to learn. Pretty much that's the purpose of it. But what are you there for if you're blackberrying the whole time? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean. I, well, I, agree well, I, th- I agree with you. I think it's rude. I think there's a time and a place. If you're in your office and you've got files over here and you're multitasking mm-hmm. and no one else is being brought into that very apparent hustle and bustle, right? Mm-hmm. that's one thing. But when you're with other people and there's a person in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we teach this in customer service training, it should be applicable to everyone's common you know, interactions. If there's a real live person in front of you, Focus. that trumps everything else. Focus. Mm-hmm. I agree. Y- it, it's that whole philosophy of being there. Yeah. I mean, when I talk to someone and I can tell that they're not listening, <laughs> or I can tell. And, and you want to smack them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can see someone looking at their phone because they can right. tell that it just vibrated in their pocket. It's like, well, do you want to get that? Because apparently you're really more concerned. And we all know people who do that. Mm-hmm. I have a really great example of a of a, a client. It was before they were a client, and we were we scheduled a phone call meeting to go over the training that he wanted for his sales staff that I was going to customize. And we ca- we finally got on the phone together, and he's like, "Oh, um, do you mind? I have to do some emails while we're on the phone." What? Oh and I God. was like, <laughs> "You want to pay me a lot of money?" to come in and train your team about how to be better salespeople. And I kind of need your full attention if I'm going to deliver you a product. And you you being on your computer while you talk to me and you're sending emails is, you, well, fine, that's fine. I'm just going to send you a bill and I'm going to come in and do whatever I want. But I actually made him an example when I showed up for training mm-hmm. about how you have to step away from that multitask. Well. In your business, at Watermark, when a customer comes face-to-face and mm-hmm. you take your order, you have to give them your full attention. I don't do anything else. You There's no way. You can't. Answering a phone and talking I to other people. I never do that unless, the only time I do that is if I show property and they're following me. Like if we're going oh, to right. you know, right. if they're right. following right. me, then I'll, right. and, and that, that's another thing for all the realtors out there who, we, there's, a, you know, I have a realtor friend and we talk about this all the time, you know, one of, one of our regular gabbing lunch buddies, and we compare notes. Like I love to have the people in my car. But she likes people to follow her. Oh, I think I know who that is. Do you? Because I've had the same conversation. There's a lot with of people, her. but there's a lot of people well, out there. Two be. schools of thought. Yeah. I, I, I want them in my car because that, that way I get well, in their head. The, you're, yeah. the, you're the ace salesperson. No, but but in her defense, she likes to have a rest because then when she's with them, she can. No, she she's multitasking. She's multitasking. She's handling all her other business oh. while they're following, while they're driving, instead of being rude. <laughs> 
right. So it's it's both two it's schools. A, yeah, two schools of thought. And I think again, just like the old, what depends upon the situation. We mm -hmm. always hear that. But uh, but with a BlackBerry or a phone, I'm all about if I'm with someone. Like if I'm with Rada and we go to lunch or a business meeting or something, and she's like, I'm expecting a really important call. Clients coming in to visit, so I'm not going to take any on calls. But if that call comes through, mm -hmm. I understand that. So I think too, it goes back to communicating face to face with the person. If you do have to take another form of communication, yeah. whether it be phone, email, BlackBerry, whatever, mm -hmm. I can't makes believe a huge you have that, that exchange with, with the person who wanted to hire you for your <laughs> service. Mm -hmm. The very best salespeople I've ever encountered, and I've been actually, you know, really good salespeople are amazing. Because they actually make you feel very important. They make you feel like... They focus on you. But it's not only that they focus on you. They, they also bring... There's, a little, there's something else that they bring that makes you feel that you're special. You're important. They're going to give you everything they have. It's like kind of waiting on someone in a mm -hmm. way. It's like the best kind of service. But wouldn't you want that? I would well, want that. Well, exactly. Yeah, everybody wants That's that. That's why right? the best salespeople that I've encountered have that. They made you feel so damn special mm -hmm. that <laughs> they were focused on you, and they would right. do anything they could to help you. And they you believed do. it. That's, a, that's a huge difference. And that, you that's believe part it. of it, and I believed it, absolutely. Trying to get that trust. You know, because oh. you know, people people come in no matter what your profession is. They're they're if they're paying you. Oh, in in my case, they're not paying me to do yes. this, right? <laughs> well, I mean, usually I work with buyers and I get paid out of transaction. But it's it's like they have to trust that the recommendations you make, and that's why for me, that's why I like them in my car because I can build rapport. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, how do you I, do that if they're I, behind you? Mm -hmm. And then they're exactly. talk, they're talking amongst themselves, and I'm not hearing what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. No free time for them. <laughs> <laughs> so back to networking. We got to, oh, we're going to break soon. Well, thank you for the reminder because I always forget lately. <laughs> this show just flies. Um, when we come back from break, um, let's talk a little bit about best sources of networking, what you find successful in networking. Um, and if anybody wants to call in or chat in on their ideas for networking or what's been successful for them, um, please feel free to do that. We're going to take a break. Talk to you in a couple minutes. To be a guest here. Today. Again, that was Jim. I guess I'll never see you again in my life. Right? <laughs> I love you, Dale. Will you put the knife back on the table? Please? Yes, yes. When you leave, um, we were just talking. I think the martini keeps. Do you know it's the 50th anniversary of Psycho? Oh wow! Did not know that. I should use that as a character tonight. In Cougars, Kittens, and Beach Bunnies, playing it uptown tonight. Um, which reminded me, because we we chit chat and we forget to um, we do subliminally all of us constantly promote our businesses because that's what you have to do if you're a business owner. Um, Eileen and I have a workshop coming up in August on August 11th at Spring Made Beach Resort um, called. Customer service, loyalty to longevity. Thank you. And we will talk about <laughs> how to not only bring customers in, but more importantly, keep them. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that. And within the content of the training, we're also going to do some improv. And it just brings the content to life. And it has been a huge success. We've had two or three already mm -hmm. local workshops that are part of the series. Was it series. the same name that y'all did when y'all did it in June? Our or first one was Spontaneous, spontaneous. Customer Service, oh, which was an intro. Okay. Our second one was Spontaneous Diffusion, which That's was talking about dealing with difficult customers because um, no matter what business you're in, you have them. Can you give me, uh, like, uh, in ten seconds... Okay. Give me the, the <laughs> thing of dealing with difficult customers. Wow. Find out what's upsetting them first right. and ask the right questions. I see too many people try to solve the problem and they're solving the wrong problem. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a great point. I think you're absolutely right. If you don't ask the right questions with a difficult customer, you're never going to solve that problem. You might solve a problem, but it's a problem they never wanted solved in the first place, and, and now you've wasted all that energy. As a mother, though, I think you're better suited to do this. I have moments with difficult customers where I understand their problem. I'd still like to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all been there, and we all have the bubbles above our head that probably is saying, too bad, so sad, wah, 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 uh -huh. to that difficult customer, but you uh -huh. still have to serve that no, customer. No, you're absolutely right, and generally they're right. I think about 98% of the time, 
when a customer comes to you with a problem, they, they have some legitimate thing they felt that's made them come to you. There are 2% of the population, though, who I think, you know, I would like to put on a bus and drive off a tall cliff to a dry lake because you can never satisfy them. I'm a huge believer. Gina? No, she has nothing to say. Well, I'm a huge believer that not all your customers should be your customers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My father was a vice president of an oil company, and in his office not it said... Not No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> there was a sign well, in his office. They're going to reach the wellhead in seven days. Well, we'll see what happens there. But the sign used to say, some people bring joy by coming, and some bring joy by leaving. Leaving. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and it's the truth with customers. You're there, there right. are some customers that are just better off being customers for other businesses, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, so okay, yeah. don't always think you have to retain your customers if that's a difficult customer. They might be better suited for someone yeah. else. So. I think there are 1%, I'm going back to my 1%, of people who are just simply pains in the neck. And, that's and, they, enjoy the and they enjoy being pains in the neck. Well, and then you got to remember to not focus. you know, you got to follow that 80-20 rule. Don't spend 80% of your time dealing with the 20%. We're not going to that are not there. good to deal with. And a lot of times I think we end up doing that as we focus too much time on whether it's a bad relationship in business or personal. Mm -hmm. um, but Lynn Deal of uh, Print Graphics, who just started her company recently, is actually our guest um, on next week's show on the 15th. Um, oh, I'm going to miss not meeting missing her. missing that one, yeah. Sorry, Lynn. Um, she said, regarding networking, this has worked for me. Find a core group to act as home base, but oh, be so sure true. to attend any and all that could give you or your core exposure and grow your connections. That's well, three. We do that. We go to an event, and if we know that... So I well I do that with you if you don't know that. Well, so I'm talking to someone who's been doing that for you since and day one. And it's time for me to leave. I'm like, oh, gotta get back. Or Gina needs me. Or I'll go back to my core group if yeah. I know that I don't feel comfortable. Or I've got my core. Yeah. I always know who those people are that I can go back to an event or go to an event with. But sometimes you just have to muster up the energy because sometimes, like, let's say you're new into in town or you have a new business and you don't know a lot of people here. You know, you have to muster up the energy to go to the event. You might have to go by yourself. Well, then you find a core. <laughs> then you right. And I and I think that this is this is what I always tell people who don't when they go to networking events and they don't know anyone. Look around the room for somebody else who's standing there by themselves. Mm -hmm. Because they're in the same position you are. Mm -hmm. They're also looking to meet new people, but they don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. Approach them first. Smiling. And, yeah, introduce yourself first. And everyone always struggles with how do you, you know, what do you do when you network? Where, what do you do when you're in this room with 200 people? I mean, just reach out your hand and tell them your name. Mm -hmm. I think something that. you have to remember if you own a business, especially if you're new, there's a lot of, I'm excited every time I see um, a woman get out there and start a business because it's really scary. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. But when you start your own business and you're a business owner, you are automatically wearing 10 hats and one of your major hats is the salesperson hat. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be selling yourself and your business, you have to get over that fear of going to a networking. I mean, it can be paralyzing standing in a room of, of people you don't know who they are, but you got to make that one step forward and talk to someone. You know what it's like? Mm -hmm. Going to high school for the first day. Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah. And my sister gave me the best advice. Like, I can't stand my sister, but she gave me good advice. <laughs> I can't stand her. If we're in the room, same room together for longer than a minute, we're like at each other's throats. It could be an Italian thing. Gina, chime in on this. Anyway, her advice was when I was going from grade school to high school, was it was a small grade school, a really big high school, and she said, just... Smile at folks and say hello and, and see. I can ask them how they're doing. It was really good advice because I was a shy kid, and it's amazing what happens when you smile at someone. Right, that's a really good hello. point. My mother used to always tell us, if you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. <laughs> I love all these little. Was she, was she in the original cast of Annie? <laughs> Uh, Diana Green um, of our local Myrtle Beach area Chamber of Commerce says, For those that are nervous, volunteer to be a greeter at the event or to help at registration, oh, etc. That's a good idea. It gives you a great way to meet a lot of people and makes you familiar to them for future conversations. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. right. Great idea. That's Thank a you, Diana. Great idea. Remember, remember to smile. When and, you're yeah, and smile. And just before we went on break, one of the other things I always tell people, too, is like even through the chamber and there's other organizations out there, they do a lot of 
like that speed networking event, that uh, connections G- marketplace, mm-hmm. and the GSC also the, has one of those. The morning, I haven't been to that one. The morning, the morning thing y'all do at croissants, mm-hmm. but um, that play, uh, those are awesome because you can go there solo. You don't have to have a group of your home base. You just mm-hmm. go there and you immediately meet people. It, and it's all structured. So sometimes it's good if you're sh- if you're nervous the first time, go to a structured event like a, s- a networking, like a speed networking event. I like that. And if you're not, if you're a little nervous, a big thing that because we actually do a session on networking is practice your elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you get in an elevator, if you're going to go from the first to the fifth floor, no, and no, someone no. said, "Who are you?" Would you have a pitch that would say who you are? From the time they get in the elevator to the time they get out, we actually are bringing freelancers on board to the Meeting Institute, and we're having a meeting in August, and all of my freelancers have to prepare their elevator pitch. Yeah. They don't know this yet. It's so like, was it 20 seconds? Yeah, well, who you are, what do you stand for, and I want to hear how do they do that, because if mm-hmm. these are the people marketing mm-hmm. the Meeting Institute, saying who they are, I want to mm-hmm. hear what it is they say, with what pitch, what intonation, are they excited, are they about yeah. the Meeting Institute? Yeah. And, and you know, whenever you go to these, one of the things I like is like, let's say you're, whether you're in real estate or whether whatever it is you're doing, Sometimes I will meet people and they will tell me that they do something like, let, let's say, a printer. You know, they'll say, this is what I do. And I always think of them, okay, they make signs. That's all they do. And then the next time I go to an event, they'll say, oh, well, we got these great new promo items. You know, we do this. It's like, if you do a multitude of things, then you you should, every time you go to these networking events, bring up that That's second or idea. third thing. Because then that person may think of you as a sign guy, but oh. you do so much more than signs. Good talk. That's very interesting because I don't do that. Thank you, Rana. You're welcome. <laughs> we just learn from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Ongoing learning. I love it. I'm going to do that. I don't do that. Some, someone told me the other day, I can't remember who it was, and they were saying that they, the long-standing business, and they did a, a, a product, provided a product or service that their neighbor said, oh, I thought you did so-and-so-and-so. Perception is yeah. reality. If they think so. you only do signs, you only do signs in their mind. And I, I've had many people come up to me and go, oh, it's the improv lady. Which is cool. I've yeah. created that brand, and one of the reasons why I named the company Carolina Improv was to brand improv in the area because a lot of people didn't know what it was. But we're so much more than oh, we have an improv show or we have improv classes. There's so many other things that we're doing. But it also engages such great conversation when people go Carolina Improv. That gives you an opening. Too. I, thought, I thought it was because your name was Carolina Tremarco. Oh, I'm sorry, that's your aunt, isn't it? That's my aunt, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Is Carolina? Your aunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rada. She's always... Uh, straight people. We need straight so people. Cool. Yeah. Oh, man. And Lynn, more Lynn, martini. Lynn wanted to add a point. Remember, your target audience may not know anything about your type of business, so keep it simple. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good point, too. Don't overwhelm them. Like... Yeah, mm-hmm. for me, I'm just not an IT person. Mm-hmm. So when I meet someone and they do web design or things like that, and they start talking in programming language, I'm right. like, "You just lost me at hello. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> right. You know, yeah. we. Um, I was actually just meeting with a friend of mine yesterday, Jeff Small, who's actually going to be coming on. Uh, we had some feedback of people saying, "Hey, can you do a whole radio show on Google? Because mm-hmm. this is something we want to know." There's no book or anything yeah. on it, right? So Jeff, thank you very much, Jeff, has one. He said he'll come on on the radio show and talk about that, but there's times, too, he'll talk, and I'm like, okay, slow down. I don't understand what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. can you imagine in a networking event, that's your first time meeting someone, and they just give you all their lingo. Turned you right off. Yeah, I don't... Jargon. Sorry. I think that's not a lost opportunity. On, not big on jargon. Yeah, you have to save space. Save space mm-hmm. in the head for the other things that you save guys Save space in the head. Face. <laughs> you, <laughs> said that so you said that the other night. We at lunch. Talk, uh, at yeah. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and someone was talking Very about profound. the speakers, and Very I'm like, I, I can't, I can't put that in my head. Yeah. Because I figure I'm going to know that when I get to the event. You have file folders in your head? You're like, okay, let me put I it need, in there. I need she, might, she might have like, a Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, it's like having a basket, and you put your files in. If you, you know, mm-hmm. you need to save a little space for future growth. I like that, product. Can I use that? Absolutely. Thanks, Rana. I do. I do want to mention because we're we're actually getting ready to wrap up the show. No, I really I've been pushing for the two-hour show. Producers heaving a sigh of relief. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention again the whole topic of networking and how important it is. And um, Rada, Eileen, and I uh, are pretty close friends, and and I think we really 
look to each other for advice. And I'm Chuck Liver. But well, I'm, I'm saying as, as ladies, as ladies, you're the bartender, and thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, I should be silent. <laughs> I'd be wiping the bar. <laughs> Just so the man knows his role. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I told you, I leave by 6 a.m. What more do you want? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I have to bring up this really quick um, antidote. Because this kind of martini stuff started, oh, we've already told that story. But the, the <laughs> three of us were the three of us last week were on a boat on the inlet, <laughs> getting together socially. We had to actually plan it four weeks in advance to I get know. together, at least I think. Yeah, minimum. We finally get together, and um, there we are sitting in the um, in the. Uh, in the, boat? The, in the in the boat, <laughs> in the bow, and the guys are in the in the back, and we. That'd be the stern. stern. The stern, and we're drinking and drinking, and all of a sudden we start talking business again, and I go, "Oh my God, we're doing it again! <laughs> we're doing it again! We do it!" But we laugh about it because I think that's what we do. That's who we are. That's what we love, and it's not like that's not just who we are. That's it's, it's what not we're made a of. Job. It's your business. There's it's your livelihood. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah. It's your life choice. Um, and we call our businesses lifestyle businesses. Um, the hour went by really, really fast. Thank you so much to Rada Herring of Watermark Real Estate Group. And if anybody wants to find you, Rada, how would they find you? Just go to watermarkagents.com. Awesome. Um, buy property. This is a good time to buy property. Dale Viveritos is really actively trying to get us a performing arts center in the Myrtle Beach area. Thank you so much for being our, our guest bartender uh, today. You did couldn't a, be more pleased. You did, <laughs> you did very well dealing with the ladies. And, um, couldn't have had more fun. Always a pleasure. Thank you for Dustin, who's an awesome producer to put up with us while we get crazy. And we're hoping, Dustin... Will we have video next week? Inquiring the fans, listeners, the fans like want to know. Wow. Do you, Dustin? Do you give the <laughs> Shannon Camp your promise? And Blakely, Blakely has already said we shouldn't make promises we can't keep. Uh -oh. True. I promise we'll have internet next week. Internet or I mean, we'll have enough internet to run the video next week. Ooh. Okay. But my my dad took the video camera, so I couldn't really, you know, I tried to fashion something together with my webcam, but it didn't quite. Get together, so I'm sorry to Shannon. How about, Camp, I <laughs> okay. How about if I take video of the show today? Yeah, you could do that. And then you could show it? Sure, sure. Oh, and Daryl, um, who's been listening, thank you for starting that um, the discussion on the Martini meeting page on Hear Women Talk. Um, please check that out. I do I do mean to respond to that discussion. I think it was a really good thread. And join us on Facebook on the Martini meeting page and on Twitter. And please listen to us again next week. And anything else, Eileen? No, I just <laughs> had a great time, Rada. Thank you so much Thank for being you here. You're an amazing me. guest. This and so much fun. For those of you who thoroughly loved Rada as much as we do and did for this show, she will be coming back guest hosting oh with gosh. me on June 22nd. Second. Oh, so I passed. Yes, I will, I'll be out of town. Days. You're coming back. Wait, what, what date? June 22nd. June 22nd. July. July. Oh, July. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> July 22nd. Thank you, Dale. July 22nd. July 22nd. Rada will be back with us. So Rada, and you're, and Eileen is it. gone next week. Yes, I will be headed to Delaware to the beach on vacation. You'll be on vacation. And Jessica Dervage will be guest co host next week and Lynn Deal will be our guest on the show so tune back in listen to our archives spread the word go do good business have a great week shake it out shake it out Dustin. Shake it out.